Keeping employees engaged in a hybrid workplace is more complex than just keeping in touch with them through online tools. It involves training leaders, getting feedback from employees, and building a culture of continuous learning. In this B-Side episode, Teleperformance Philippines Senior Vice President for Human Capital Resource Management, Jeffrey Johnson, tells Business World reporter Bronte H. Laksamana how companies can remain a great place to work in a hybrid setup. Welcome to B-Side. I'm Bron Laksamana, a multimedia reporter for Business World. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Bron. Nice seeing you today and hello to all of the listeners. Everyone might be wondering why you're here today. And let's just preface that by saying that Teleperformance Philippines received its fifth consecutive Great Place to Work certification based on responses from a trust index survey conducted by the Great Place to Work Institute this year. So it would be really interesting to hear how a company with a workforce of over 55,000 employees across the country was able to achieve this, especially given the many changes we've had to face over the past few years. So you can start off by telling us what innovations allowed Teleperformance Philippines to keep this up. You know, overall, I would have to say that Teleperformance Philippines is really driven by our culture and our values. And we really believe that when you educate those values and you live them every single day, those are the types of tools that help you achieve things like this great place to work certification for five years in a row. And when we as leaders espouse those values, that builds a culture within the organization where people trust. And we know that Great Place to Work is a global organization that uses trust index as the way to validate employee perceptions and employee feedback and sentiment. For us, that's a good indication that if employers trust their organization and their leadership, that they're more willing to contribute more to the success of the overall organization. Now, let's get more specific because we are still in the pandemic and what emerged is this notion of a hybrid workplace. And for many people, it might be contradictory to really rely on digital tools, but at the same time, keep a human touch. So how exactly are you able to merge that? It's really important that you listen to employees because the employees will tell you what it is they want when it comes to from a digital perspective, especially in a hybrid setup. So as long as you're listening and then actively applying solutions for that, I think that's key success factor to making sure that you're able to drive the right engagement. For example, in the workplace face-to-face, it may be very acceptable or even encouraged for line leaders to directly engage with their employees multiple times per day. Hey, how are you doing? Tell me about your vacation or how's your family members? How was your commute to work? And you're doing that all day, right? Leaders do that with their team members. But in a digital or a hybrid environment, it may be more appropriate to do that once a day instead of all the time during the day. Maybe people would be distracted by that. Um, But each person's different. And so I think that's why it's so important that we listen and ask employees what it is they would like us as an employer. And you can do that in two ways. You can do that individually with leaders asking team members, uh, you know, in this uh, setup, we're digitally engaging with each other. How would you like me to connect with you? What are the things that work for you? Um, So that's on the micro level. But on the macro level, you can listen to employee feedback through things like sentiment surveys that will give you some macro data to be able to 
look overall, what are the things that employees are looking for from you as an employer? So if you tack those from both sides, both as an individual, customized, direct line leader approach, and also as an organization, I think organizations can learn how they would best address engagement in, a, in this new digital workforce. That being said, so there really is no right or wrong answer. It's really actually a combination of, of a lot of efforts, but obviously having the right tools to be able to engage with people is really important. You know, we can't just rely upon pre-2020 uh, solutions and try to expect them to fit. So partner with a technology company that understands that things should be evolving. And those technology companies understand that the new workforce may have new needs. Digital engagement becomes more complex, and that means our tools need to keep up with that. And on top of that, at the end of the day, just remember, build a culture of continuous learning, and your leaders will learn and be able to apply the different techniques to be able to keep their team members engaged. Now, in terms of building this culture and ensuring that digital engagement is improved to go with the times. So I assume there's training that goes into it so that everyone can keep up with all of that? I mean, you need a lot of training to understand the changing situation at work. And that training can both be self-driven and also organizationally driven. I'm a firm proponent of leaders um, taking learning and education in their own hands and the organization being along with that journey. But really leaders, I think, stand up and say, I want to learn, I'm going to grow, and I'm going to do that some through my organization and sometimes individually on a personal basis. And so I think learning comes in all different ways. And we know that adults learn many different ways. Some like reading a book, some like taking an e-learning course. Maybe others would listen to a podcast like this. There's different ways that we can learn and grow. And that's why it's so important that organizations, they fully understand the way that team members learn and try their best to capitalize on ways to fulfill those needs. But at the same time, also encourage people and leaders within organization to be on a continuous learning journey, regardless of what the organization can provide. Because when you have that culture, people are more likely to succeed. Now, specific to IT BPM companies, why is it so important for them to ensure that it's a great place to work? Well, you know, this industry is the largest employer in the country. And so that naturally means it's going to be competitive, right? We know that there's only a limited number of people available. And so this industry, as it continues to grow, is going to continue to want to attract as many people as possible. So it's really important within our industry that we differentiate ourselves. Um, and each individual employer will want to create an employee value proposition that stands out. And so I think all industries can probably understand competition from competitors, but our industry is especially focused on making sure that we can really stand out and make sure that both potential employees and also existing employees are truly satisfied. So that's why it's so important within the industry. But also remember, our industry is literally a people business. We're providing a service, which is our people's talents and expertise. And so that becomes even more hyper important to be able to keep uh, applicants and also employees engaged because if they're not, then of course, they're not going to be able to provide that service, which is so critical in our work. I think everybody's had an interaction that with anybody, with any organization or service provider, and those interactions need to be outstanding, right? They need to be something that you'll truly tell your friends about and your family members about. And that's our goal every single day is to make sure that the interactions truly matter and we drive that every single day. And you can't do that if you're passive. You need to be a very aggressive and active as an employer. And that doesn't come from relaxing. It comes from being aggressive and driving the things that you want within your organization um, to be able to keep employees both satisfied, engaged, and really performing well for the long term. 
exciting thing about the future in this industry, in this country, is that we know that this is a hot spot where a lot of our clients from around the world want to be able to tap into Filipino talent. And that's exciting because it just means if we can continue developing and growing the education, the infrastructure, that there's available jobs. And everybody knows that these jobs can, can truly change families and change prospects for the future. And teleperformance is extremely bullish on the uh, Philippines market. Um, we always have been for the last uh, 26 years, and we're excited to continue that. Now, you also have your own projects. Like I've heard about the Cloud Campus. So can you talk more about that? Sure. So Cloud Campus is our offering for employees to work remotely. And so we have a suite of software and a philosophy, and it's meant to be a digital first workplace. So Teleperformance Cloud Campus, we believe that uh, employees should be able to work wherever they are and live wherever they love. And that's for us really important because we've seen how for a lot of people, they love to work in the office. They love to come in every day and work with their team members. Fantastic. We'll continue providing that and we'll do that in a differentiated way. But we see that there's a lot of other people that like to work remotely. They like the flexibility that that provides. And so Cloud Campus is our offering to make that happen. And for us, Cloud Campus is a uh, both a way of thinking. It's also the tools and it's also the way that we engage our market. For example, recently, Teleperformance has been opening microsites. These are sites where we have a physical location in the city, but we don't actually do day-to-day work in the office for you know, the majority of the employees. The day-to-day work is done at home, but Hub acts as a place where our team members can come if they need training. Any support that the organization can provide can be done there from the Hub. We're super excited about this model. Uh, we continue to develop that. We've just recently opened our first microsite in Lawag City in Ilocos, and we're about to next month open our next one in General Santos, and we have more coming. So we're very, very excited about that approach, and we believe that Cloud Campus is the teleperformance of the future. So tying into that, you also have been talking about safe and inclusive spaces. And what exactly does that look like in the office? Our approach to diversity, equity, and inclusion um, has been one to be very aggressive in driving uh, both a message and a culture and supported by policies and systems that everybody is welcome at teleperformance, regardless of who they are, regardless of what they look like, regardless of their gender, who they love. It doesn't really matter. At teleperformance, everyone is welcome. And I think employers who embrace that approach, who look at old policies and see whether those policies still are living up to what they expected to accomplish in the past. For example, I'll tell you one quick story. We had an applicant that just recently applied at Teleperformance, got hired, went through training, was working in production already, and that person was excelling, doing super well. And it just so happened that we looked at that high performer, and I got to have a conversation with this person. And I asked, why was it that you had applied so many places and hadn't got hired? And the answer was amazing. The answer was because this person happened to have quite a bit of tattoos on their body. And they had been rejected by HR departments all over from so many different industries and companies just because they had tattoos. It was just one example of how an old policy that no longer made sense today 
was actually prohibiting somebody that had a great contribution to add to an organization, couldn't get that job. And so I don't point it out specifically for that reason. It's just a generalization that if you have old policies that maybe made sense in the past for some reason, you might want to look at everything and understand. So in today's world, what is it that we should be doing to make sure that everyone is welcome in an organization? And that can apply for so many different areas. For example, what are your policies regarding maternity leave? That can often be a big uh, detractor for female leaders in, in an organization. What will they do when they need to take care of children? Are there additional benefits for that? And how can an employer uh, make sure to adjust to those needs as they come? Of course, the same thing could be applied for LGBT plus employees. You know, what are your policies when it comes to inclusiveness? Are health care benefits available for same-sex partners? Do you have access to restrooms based upon uh, the gender that you identify with. All of those things are really important. I'm a firm believer, Bron, that we have to take a look at policies and build a culture, but you can't just build a culture without the support of strong policies, especially when you're a large employer. Even medium or large size employers need strong policies to be able to support the culture that you want to build. So in summary, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion for us, it's really part of our DNA. It's something that we celebrate, we support, we drive, and all of our leaders in the organization are passionate passionate about and something that we, again, really believe is an opportunity for us to help grow the organization and make sure the industry succeeds in the long run. What is your basis for these policies? How do you know what you're supposed to improve next? We get employee feedback sometimes face-to-face -face through like a focus group discussion or a listening session. We get feedback through surveys and then we hear what are the issues. Um, it's a constant process of listening and evolving and changing. I can tell you that any organization that thinks that they write a policy and then walk away from it, that organization is going to have problems down the line. Policies and procedures and ways that organizations operate need to constantly evolve to today's workforce and today's needs. And no organization is perfect. Of course, teleperformance isn't, and most, most organizations are. So give yourself the opportunity to grow and understand that you're never going to be perfect, right? But what, when we approach it with the attitude that we'll be constantly driving improvement, at the end of the day, Bron, I think or knowing where you need to make adjustments really should be easy as long as you have avenues for employees to share their feedback. So if you're getting those avenues and you're willing as an organization to make adjustments and change perceptions within your organization, you'll be set to go. It's impossible to talk about all of this without acknowledging that healthcare is important these days. So what are the essentials now that companies should make sure every employee has? You know, I try to take a look at healthcare with a very broad lens. I think you need to start with the basics. Of course, you need to provide things like HMO and medical care. And that's obviously super critical. But looking at overall wellness is actually the far better approach because our goal should be preventative, not necessarily reactive, right? And so when we, and we know today that so many studies that have been done to show that health and safety and wellness overall are critical to what employees think about employers. Let's face it, if you can't even feel safe in your workplace, if it's remote or on, in person, how are you ever going to be engaged or supportive or love your workplace? Safety is one of those very basic needs in Maslow's hierarchy, right? And so we absolutely have to be able to provide that, those basics. One thing that Teleperformance has done is we put a strong focus on health and safety. For example, we've been ISO 45001 certified, one of the largest employers in the Philippines to receive that certification. So that starts from a healthy place to work. And then we also look at other support that employees may need from a wellness perspective. 
for example, we've negotiated with our healthcare provider um, to make sure that things like digital consultation are included in the plans. So if a person doesn't have time or, or can't take that effort to be able to go to the hospital or to the doctor's office, they can get a digital consultation or other things like physical and mental wellness overall, you know, Zumba lessons, virtual team buildings, face-to-face -face activities as well. We recently opened all of our gyms again in our sites uh, to be able to provide an opportunity for employees to get a physical workout as well at exercise. And so I think you have to really look at everything overall. Don't just focus on the basics, really look at overall employee wellness. And then again, I may sound like a broken record here, Brum, but I think it's super important. We have to make sure that we go back and listen. So once we made adjustments, what do employees say? Did it work? Do we need to make more adjustments or did we do the wrong things? Uh, that's fine to change course and, and correct it. From my approach, that's a constant process of continuously getting better, trying your best to listen and make adjustments as you go. To end, since we've had a really good discussion, uh, you said earlier that the Teleperformance Philippines is bullish on the Philippine market. So this year, what exactly should we be most excited about in terms of that? Teleperformance continues to expand and we continue to have lots of opportunities for people that are excited about uh, starting a long-term career at our organization. As I mentioned earlier, we're over 26 years in the country. So we have resiliency and we have an opportunity for people to really grow their careers. We have many of our leaders which have been with us for decades. And in our industry, that's a bit unique because the industry hasn't been in this country for that long, right? We're excited about that. We see that as our future where people can get a career in teleperformance and consider it a long-term job where they can see themselves grow, be able to contribute to the economy, but also to help improve lives as we go. For us, being involved in our communities is absolutely critical. Um, so we're excited to support initiatives um, that will continue to drive development in the country. And I think that that's something that many industries are trying to do. And that's something that we fully support. And overall, just expect to see more teleperformance in more islands across the Philippines and more opportunities uh, for people to join and create the differentiated careers. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Teleperformance Philippines Senior Vice President for Human Capital Resource Management, Jeffrey Johnson, talking with Business World reporter Bronte H. Laksamana. The main takeaway from their conversation is that listening to your employees is the key to being a great place to work. This episode was recorded remotely in August 2022. It was produced by Earl R. Lagundino and me, Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening.